Recently I was out to coffee with Pastor and I was talking to him, sharing with him a testimony about how we'd been able to come out of some debt in our finances. And he asked me to share a little bit. It's about two and a half years ago and there was a woman at work who came in. She was very excited. She just paid off her last payment on her credit card debt. And she was telling me the story and I knew she'd been in quite a debt. And so I was very intrigued as to how she was able to do it. And she told me about Dave Ramsey. I borrowed her book. And we started putting those principles into the book into place. Then uh, Pastor Luke, shortly after that, said that he wanted to uh, do Financial Peace University. And he, we took, uh, took the class with him in our small group. And I remember sitting there listening to principles. And we've been doing it now for you know a year, year and a half, and seeing some breakthrough. And as I was listening to the principles that uh, Dave Ramsey was teaching from the Word, I realized something that I never realized before. And that is that taking care of your finances and being disciplined in your finances is really a spiritual issue. I realized it right away. I thought this is all about being disciplined. This is all about following God's word. It's all about walking in faith. You know, we've been tithers for more than half my life. We've tithed, my wife and I. But our finances weren't totally in order. I realized, you know, the Bible has other things to say about finances than just tithing. The same God who said to give 10% and to give offerings was also the one that said not to owe any debt to anyone. And so we had to rethink the way that we've been doing things. And we've started to put the principles of God's word into place, started to discipline ourselves. And over two and a half years, we were able to come out of a sizable amount of debt and really change our situation. It's been wonderful as we've gone through the process of, of disciplining ourselves and putting the word into action, living by faith and it's just been a great, great experience. And, you know, I remember two and a half years ago thinking, gosh, it's going to take so long to do this. But I thought if I don't start now, then it's never going to get done. So in the end, it really didn't take that long. One of the things that we decided that we would do is when we paid off that amount of debt we were we'd laid aside to pay off, we, uh, we decided we'd go, my wife and I, maybe for a couple days away and enjoy ourselves, take some time and celebrate well, we didn't get to do that, but we did take all the kids out to Five Guys. Everybody got a burger and we paid cash for it too. I just want to encourage you guys today to take the full gospel when it comes to finances. Because the Bible has a lot more to say than just tithing, and it's all good. Amen. Good word from Pastor Rob Russo here this morning. In was in a, a, a sizable amount of debt and through God's grace, uh, God had, has brought him out of debt. And uh, just want to kind of give a, an announcement uh, that coming in April, for those who have not uh, had the privilege of going through the course called Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey, I really want to encourage you. I don't care what age you are. Uh, uh, it is all good. It's built upon God's word. I am so convinced of this. Uh, for those that are young here that are thinking of getting married someday, uh, uh, what one of the requirements, uh, if I marry you, you have to make a covenant with me, okay, and the Lord that you're going to go through Financial Peace University, or I will not marry you. It is that good. And because we know that one of the reasons why couples are splitting up and don't make it a lot of times has to do with finances. And so we want to just encourage you to be a part of that. Well, if you have your Bible here this morning, I want you to turn to two passages 
if you would go to the last book in the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, okay, and uh, put your finger there, uh, and then also go back uh, to Second uh, Chronicles chapter 31. Those are going to be the main texts that we're going to be going through here this morning. And uh, we have been in a series for, for those who have just maybe come back recently. We've been in a series called The Blessed Life. Uh, this was something that we heard many years ago, uh, back in the year 2002, uh, uh, coming from Robert Morris, a wonderful pastor there in Dallas, Texas. And God showed us some things, and it literally changed many of our lives. And so what we've learned... Uh, uh, some areas in the area of finances from the Bible we're passing on to you here this morning because we want to see you blessed. Not only do we want to see you blessed, the staff here, but God wants you to be blessed because when you're blessed, okay, because it literally means uh, that, that, that you're happy and, and God wants His people happy, okay? We even saw that here earlier this morning as we were reading James that even in the midst of trials and, and pain, we're to count it all joy. And uh, we, we can be in that place. We can be happy. Uh, we can make it. And, uh, and so I want to encourage you here to, uh, to receive the blessing of the Lord. And this morning we're, we're titling the message called The Test. Uh, now, when it came to school uh, and being a student in school, I was not the best. I know we got some teachers in here. Uh, I, I was one of those students that if I was in your class, I, I, you would probably not like me very much, okay? I, I, number one, I didn't know Jesus at that point in my life, and, uh, uh, and I was not a very good student. In fact, I barely graduated. Uh, uh, it, it just made it by the the skin of my teeth and the way that I made it. Okay, I mean I wasn't doing my homework assignments, and when it came to the test, I had failed a whole bunch, and some I did pass. And, and the test that I passed, I mean, I I I, I kind of looked. I I sat next to the smart people, okay, that were scoring well on the test. So I my I didn't need glasses at that time, so my vision was really 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 good and. Uh, uh, and through all those four years from a freshman to a senior, I was caught only once. And I don't say that, uh, I don't say that like, yeah, Mike, you're the bad. You were the greatest cheater. No, I mean, but I did get caught. I got in big trouble for that. And I just barely made it through school. And literally, uh, uh, I mean, I had no vision in my life of what education could, could do for me. I didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the maturity that was going on. And literally the only thing that was keeping me in school and where I was able to get a diploma was sports. Uh, many of you know I love sports. I love football. It was my dream to go to, to college. And then maybe if I was good enough to go to the pros. Well, uh, that didn't happen. And uh, God had different plans for me. But uh, this morning we're going to be talking about the test. Now, as a follower, and I, I know I'm looking at here out amongst the crowd here, I know that most of you here are followers of Jesus Christ. And you might not know, but every time you get paid, okay, every time a check comes your way, 
you go through a test. In fact, you take a test, okay? And the test is this, okay? You can write this down. Whom are you going to thank for your income? The test is, who are you going to thank for your income? Who are you going to worship for your income? Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to give thanks for for that paycheck? Now, this is how you know whom you're thanking is. Where does that first check go? Where does the first part of that check go? Okay. Now, according to the Bible, where do the first fruits of your paycheck go? Uh, Does it go to Duke Energy? Does it go to the restaurant? Walmart groceries on Friday? Or maybe the visa bill? Okay. Now, the problem is with when when you're paying the bills, okay, none of those things have the ability or the power to bless your finances. But God does. But God does. So I want you to go with me. How many of you are with me in Malachi chapter uh, 3? Are you ready to go? We're going to look here at how God blesses our finances. Is anybody interested in having God's blessing on their finances? Say amen with me. Okay, here we go. Okay, now I'm going to be sharing what, what God's Word has to say about finances, not my opinion. And it says here in verse 6, For I am the Lord, I do not change. For I am the Lord, I do not change. I want you to understand this. This this is absolutely huge, okay? Write a note right there. God did not change between the Old Testament and the New Testament, okay? God was full of grace and mercy just as much in the Old Testament as He was in the New Testament. And He says, therefore, because I do not uh, change, you are not consumed, meaning killed, O sons of of Jacob. Why are you not killed? Because he says, I'm merciful. I'm nice. He says, yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. If you have your Bible right there, I want you to underline that word return. In fact, in the book of Malachi, there's four chapters right there. The theme of the book of Malachi is return, okay? Okay, return to me and I return to you, okay, says the Lord of hosts. No, this is God's talking right here. This is not, not someone else. This is God talking. He says, but you said, in what way shall we return? Okay, now here's God's answer. This is the Lord speaking. This is not some pastor. This is not some preacher. This is not some man, but this is from the Lord, okay? This is from the God who cannot change, who is speaking. And here's what God says. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? So that's, that's a normal response to a question. God's making an accusation to, to the children of Israel. He says, you guys are robbers, okay? You have robbed me. Let me just ask a rhetorical question here this morning. Would any of you here think of robbing God? Okay. Would I, 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 if I, I, no one's saying anything right here, but I, I, I'm hearing you on the inside saying, no way, I would not rob God, okay? But God says they're robbing. And how are they robbing? They're robbing in the area of tithes and offerings. 
And he says, you are cursed what they curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. I want you to underline that word storehouse, which represents the church. That there may be food in my house, or house and church go together. And now try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. Now here's the, pro- here's the promise. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. Okay, that's what God's wanting for us. He wants us blessed. For you will be a delightful lamb, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I want you to go back to this word uh, here where we, we just read from the New King James Version. And depending from your version, we're looking here at this word called ordinances. Some of it's called decrees or laws. Okay, But ordinances or decrees are a principle of ordinary behavior. And what God was saying back to the children of Israel at this time, He says, you have gone away from my principles of ordinary behavior. So, in theory, what God was saying here, it's ordinary for the people of God to thank God for their harvest. It's ordinary for for God's people to thank them for the income, for their paycheck, for the first fruits, and for everything that's coming, for their increase, for everything. Even in a time of recession, we give thanks to the Lord. And we show that through our tithes. And we do that because we know that God can turn it around no matter what is going on in the economy. Whether we're going through a recession or a depression, we recognize first and foremost of all that who's our source? Is it the government? Uh, Is it our job? No. Okay, God may use some of those things as as a conduit to go ahead and meet our needs, but God is ultimately our source. Do you believe that? Say amen. And he says, you've left my ordinary principles and have gone away. So it's really clear. It's real clear. Here it is. If, if I tithe, I'm blessed. If I don't tithe, I'm cursed. Tithing, do I tithe or do I not tithe? That's the question. Blessing or curse, okay? It's not a difficult question here. It's not a trick question, okay? He doesn't say, now he, notice here, he doesn't say, I will curse you. He says, you are cursed with the curse. And God doesn't want you and I cursed. He says, you are voluntarily putting yourself under a curse, okay, when you don't tithe, okay? We know this, that this world wants sin entered into the world, this world was cursed. Sin entered in and, and, and it brought death. And I believe that God wants to redeem us, okay, from the curse. He wants to redeem us in the area of our finances from the curse. But it takes our willing cooperation to give Him the first 10%, which we call the tithe. Now that word tithe, write it down, it literally means a tenth. A tenth. 
Now I want to go through here the book of Malachi. There's, there's the, the theme right here in Malachi chapter uh, 1 is, is this. Return to God in your faith. Malachi chapter 2, return to God in your family. Number 3, chapter 3, return to God in your finances. And Malachi chapter 4, we see God returning to us. Now I get this argument over tithing. And I've heard this through a number of years since I've been pastoring. Pastor, that's Old Testament, okay? And we're not under the Old Testament. We're under the New Testament, okay? And I'm going to show you something that that tithing is biblical right now, and it's for our generation. And we're going to get there here in in just a few moments. Now, we're going to talk about three points here this morning, and we're going to get to point one. Number one, tithing is a test, okay? Tithing is a test. Every time you get paid, every time I get paid, are you and I going to believe that God's Word works? We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go through this test. Does God's Word work? Okay, That 90% with God's blessing goes farther. Does it go farther than 100% okay, without God's blessing on it? It's a test of faith, even in a recession even in a depression, even in major hard times, I say this to everyone as well as myself, we continue to tithe. We continue to tithe. Now the question I want to ask here, you can write this down, why did God choose a percentage? Why did God choose a percentage? doesn't matter whether you make $20,000 or $200,000, it's the same, it's fair, and it's equal for everyone. Why did God choose 10%? What, what, what was behind that? 10 in the Bible, did you know that it represents testing? How many of you knew that? So tithing is a, t- is a test, okay? And I'm going to give you a, a few examples of this. And I need your help and your participation, okay? So I need you to be a little bit loud in here. I'm going to ask you some questions. And you go ahead and you give me the answer back to these questions, okay? How many plagues were there in Egypt, Ten. Very good. All right. How many uh, commandments are there? Ten. Okay, good. You guys are on a rope. Okay. How many times did God test Israel in the wilderness? Okay, you're kind of, you didn't know that, but you're, you're, you're guessing it's ten. Okay. How many, time, how many times were Jacob's wages changed? You're right, 10, okay? How many virgins, okay, were tested in Matthew chapter 25? 10. How many days was Daniel tested? 10. How many days of testing are mentioned in the book of Revelation? 10, okay. How many days are there in a week? (laughs) Okay, all right. All right, you got that one. Very good. Here's what's going on. When it comes to tithing, God is testing our hearts. He's testing literally our faith. Will we have faith in ourselves or will we have faith in Him and in His Word? Okay. What is amazing in the book of Malachi, it's the only place in the Bible where it says we can test God. There is a money back guaranteed. Okay. If we tithe, we're blessed. If we don't tithe, 
we're, 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 we're cursed. No, people say, no, I'm not cursed. I'm a Christian. Christ bore the curse of the cross for me. I'm a believer. Now, key, remember this. Curse is a consequence for behavior. Amen? Okay. So, for those who have that argument, are you saying as a believer you can live any way you want to and not suffer any consequences? It's absolutely crazy. Here's another argument giving. Well, well, tithing is under the law, and I'm not under the law. I'm a believer. I'm under grace. I don't understand that either. Let me just kind of go to the, this area. Uh, four, four of them. Write down this. Murder, adultery, lying, okay, and stealing, okay? Now, if we do those things, are there any consequences if we do those Absolutely, okay. There's, there's, there's major consequences behind all of those. Now, I want you to see here on the screen. Put this down, and I'm going to prove this here in just a moment. Tithing was before the law and after the law in the so-called period of what we call grace, okay? So tithing was before the law, and it's after the law. And it's an ordinary principle under God's law, which goes to my next point. Number two, tithing is biblical. Now, a lot of people don't tithe, okay, because they don't think it, it's biblical. It's for now, here for, for the church. Let me just give you just a few. There's a whole bunch of verses. There's a whole bunch of material on the area of tithing. But let me just take you through a couple of verses on this. Let me go to Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Then Melchizedek... King of Salem brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him, which was Melchizedek, a tenth of everything. There's where we see tithing happening. Okay, okay. Understand this, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek a tithe of everything. This was done 500 years before the law. Now let's go before that. The, the first children, Cain and Abel. One tithed and one didn't, okay? That was 2,500 years before the law. So tithing was an ordinary principle that, that absolutely predates the law. Let me take you to one more. This is Jacob speaking. He says, and this stone, Genesis chapter 28:22, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Okay, this was 400 years before the law. Leviticus 27.30, this is now the the time of the law. It says, a tithe of everything, uh, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Okay? Now, I want you to underline this phrase right here. The tithe, it belongs to the Lord. That's why Malachi uses the language, okay, uh, when he's hearing the Lord, he says, return it to me. It's the Lord. It belongs to him. And I want you to also underline that word holy, okay? Holy means it's been something that's been set apart that's totally for the Lord. 
So when, we're t- when we take away from the tithe, when we rob God, I mean, we are literally taking that which is holy, okay, that which belongs to the Lord, and we're keeping it for ourselves. Let me take you to a couple more scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, Take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land that the Lord your God has given you. First fruits and tithe are the same thing that the Lord your God has given you, and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. Okay, now this is referring to the church right here as well. Now I want you to go down to verse uh, 13, verse 13, chapter 26, right here. And it says, then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe from my house, and I have also given them to the Levite, the the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your commandments which you have commanded me. I I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I have not eaten any of it when in mourning nor have I removed any of it for any unclean use, nor given any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God, and you have done everything according to all that you have commanded me. Okay, now here's what he's praying right here. He says, I've done this, and this is what he's praying. Okay, this is how he's capping off. He says, Lord, look down from your holy habitation from heaven, Okay, and bless your people Israel and the land which you have given us just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now I want you to look at this word here. He says, you know what? I have not eaten any of the the sacred portion, okay, the tithe when I was in mourning. What he's talking about here, he says, I didn't remove it during a, a difficult time in my life. If there was a time... For an excuse to go ahead and pull away the tithe, he says, that would have been the time. He says, I didn't do that. Then he also uses this word unclean. He says, I didn't even do it when I, when I was unclean. When I didn't use it for sinful purposes. Okay. So the question I want to point to, to brothers and sisters here this morning that may be struggling with this concept of tithing and, and you're not sure. Okay. Here it is. If Jesus... Okay, we're looking at some things that we, we know that tithing was happening before the law, right? I'll agree on that or with that, okay? Then the law was given, it, and then it was talked about right there. But let's look at about what does Jesus say? If Jesus himself said that you should give a 10% to your church, okay, the question is, would you do that, okay? For those who don't tithe and you're wondering, and, and, and he came up to you, hey, I, I, would, you, would you consider giving a tithe to the church? And, and you kind of like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. I, I want you to consider what Jesus says. Some of you are still thinking that way. I want you to go with me to a scripture from Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. What does Jesus say about tithing? Here in this chapter, Jesus is talking about blessing and curse. Okay, and he says here, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you uh, pay tithe, uh, you pay tithe of mint and 
and ruse and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So what is Jesus saying right here? Okay, He's saying to the leadership, he's saying to the, to the leaders right here, he says, you give a tenth of everything, but you're neglecting justice, mercy, and faith. And Jesus is saying, he says, you ought to do both. He says, don't give up, okay? Do both of them. Now, he's not saying, no, you, you don't need to do that anymore. It, that's Old Testament. And the Father and I changed between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're not mean. We were mean then, but now we're nice. Please remember, our God does not change. God says, you're robbing me. And you're under a curse. And for anyone here that has heard this word here this morning, and you said, man, I just don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to just say to you, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless your finances. He wants to protect you. He wants to redeem you in this area. And he wants to pour out a blessing upon you. He wants to rebuke the devourer, the enemy, uh, for your possessions and your money. There's no question, the enemy is after people's finances and possessions and goods. There's no question about that. Okay? Now, if this is here in Matthew 23, if this was the only verse in the Bible on tithing, okay? If this was the only verse in the Bible on tithing and it came from Jesus, for, for me, it's good enough. For the one who saved me back in 1978, April, in my bedroom, okay, redeemed my life, gave me a new hope, a new life, a new joy, a new purpose in life, okay, I would do it, okay? I just want to let you know also, you know, pastor, you know, what about you, you know? Do you tithe? And I want to say, yeah, absolutely. I find joy in tithing. In fact, I find joy in giving. In fact, when I got saved and born again, when it, when it was talking about giving, okay, and, and, and tithe, it was never an issue for me. Ever, 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 okay? Even as a poor college student who didn't have two nickels to rub together and, and trying to make ends meet, it was never an issue like, hmm, do I tithe or do I not tithe? I mean, it was something that was like, yes, Lord, thank you so much. You've been so good to me, okay? But I want you to look at Hebrews. One more scriptures here, scripture here in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 8. This is recounting. In Genesis, when Abraham, which we read about a little while ago, when Abraham brought a tenth, the tithe to Melchizedek, okay? Now, we're like Abraham, okay? And Jesus is like Melchizedek, okay? He's a picture. Many of them, in fact, scholars believe that Melchizedek was, a, was Jesus himself. Furthermore, here in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men and are subject to death, while there, in the case of Melchizedek, they are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives perpetually. Jesus himself receives my tithe. Jesus himself receives your tithe. Okay? So, we, you and I, as believers, as his sons and daughters, okay, even though it's 2014 and we've been in a recession from seven or eight, okay, we live in a different economy. Why is that? Because God is our source. He's the one that makes things happen, okay? He can bless us and He can protect us, which filters into my next statement. Not only is tithing a test, 
Not only is it biblical, but tithing is a blessing. It is a blessing, and God wants to bless you. Here we go, Second Chronicles chapter 31. Second Chronicles chapter 31, okay, verse 4. It says, He, okay, ordered the people living in Jerusalem, this is a king, to give the portion due to the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Now, he is King Hezekiah, okay? Here's what I want you to hear as we read this scripture right here. During this time, okay, uh, the nation uh, was was under curse, okay, the whole nation, and uh, they, they they had backslidden, uh, things were not going well, it was a recession, it was a difficult time, and it says, when it, when it came about, he ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priest and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. And as soon as the order went out, the Israelites uh, generously gave the first fruits of their grain, the tithe, the new wine, the olive oil and honey, and all that the fields produced. They brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. The people of Israel and Judah who lived in the towns of Judah also brought a tithe of their herds and flocks and, and a tithe of the holy things dedicated to the Lord their God. And they piled them in heaps. Okay? And it says, Then they began doing this thing in the third month and finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and his officials came and saw the heaps, they praised God, they praised the Lord, and blessed his people Israel. So here's what's happening here. I want to just give a couple of comments on, the, on these, these first uh, verses right here. Hezekiah had been reading the scriptures, okay? Been reading the word, and he comes across tithing. And he recognizes that, that, that they're in an economic recession. The, the nation has been cursed, okay? And he puts out this command, okay? Everyone, it's time to go ahead and bring forth the first fruits to bring the tithe into the storehouse, now, remember, what does Malachi say about the storehouse? He says, bring the tithe into my storehouse that there may be food, that there may be food in my house. How many people in here like to eat? Is everybody here? Okay. How many do you not like to eat? Something, it's just a ne- Okay. All right. Most of you like to eat in here. I can tell. Okay. Now, when we come to church, what are we receiving? Spiritual food, right? Okay, we receive for. I have a question. I, I asked this. Ooh, I, I asked this to. Uh, this is kind of a risky question, for me. Per, for me, okay. Uh, uh, as the cook, do you like the food here uh, that you're receiving on Sunday morning? Okay. <clears throat> do you like the food here? Can I, can I just tell you, uh, for those uh, that have been coming here to church and maybe you don't tithe, can I tell you someone's paying for that food? 
someone's paying the pastors, okay, where it talks about the Levites, okay, and the priest, okay. God says, I want them focused. They have a task to do. I don't want them working outside jobs, okay. Part of the reason behind the tithe was to go ahead and take care of the leadership, okay. That was what God's Word said. That's not what I say. That's what God's Word is saying, okay. And here's what he's saying. He says, the tithe is there to go ahead and take part, part of it to take care of the pastors and the leadership who devote themselves to the Word of God. Okay, now let me ask you another question. Would anyone here go to a nice restaurant, okay, go ahead and have a fancy meal and then uh, skip out and pay and not pay the, for the meal, pay for the check? Would anybody ever consider doing that, okay? I, when I got saved and born again, my best friend, I, uh, 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 I came back and then I went back to college again and he was telling me about something I couldn't believe. I mean, we've been best friends from the time I was in first grade and, and then through college right there, uh, my first year at Eastern Michigan University. He was telling me about this thing. He, they called it D&D. It was called Dining and Dashing. And so he, I was away. We weren't hanging around anymore. And he was telling me about that. He was going to these nice restaurants, okay. And uh, and when they would get done with the meal, would go conveniently to the restroom. And after the restroom, would kind of just sneak out the door and was and, and, would, and would laugh. I said, "You're kidding me." I said, "You know what you?" I said, "That's stealing, okay. That's I mean that's wrong." And he just kind of laughed and, and shrugged it off, okay. But I just want to say something here. Today, there are some of you that are doing that here. Someone has paid for the meal here today. There's food in this house because there are generous givers here, people that are consistent, people that pay their tithe, and they give it to the Lord. And here's the fact for those, according to Malachi, for those who neglect and who say, I'm not going to do that, are under a curse. And God does not want you under curse. Okay, go back with me to verse 9. He says, Hezekiah asked the priest and the Levite about the heaps. He sees these heaps. He's asking them, what's up with that? And Azariah, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, since the people began to bring their contributions to the temple of the Lord, to the temple of the Lord, we have, we have had enough to eat Okay, and plenty to share because the Lord has blessed his income and thus with a great amount left over. A great amount is left over. Okay, now here's what's happening. Here's what Hezekiah is doing. Okay, he's concerned about the people. He sees the heaps. Okay, and what he's saying to her, he says, here's they're bringing the heaps. And he's saying, do they have enough? Are they going to be okay? And the chief priest, Hezekiah, uh, 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 says to Hezekiah, since the people started to tithe, God broke the recession and God has blessed them. And if you want to see the heaps, okay, go look at the other 90%. They're loaded and they're doing well. Here's what I want to say to those who don't tithe. I want to lay a challenge out to you today. Tithers say this, I'm blessed. Okay? Non-tithers say, I can't afford to tithe. Okay? Why? Because you're under curse. I want you to hear what Robert, not here, but I want you to see what Robert Morris says. I want you to see this here on the screen. You can write this down. 
you will never be able to afford to tithe until you tithe. I tell people this is that are going through uh, hard times financially, and I ask them, here's a question. And by the way, your pastor's not looking at whether you tithe or not. I don't know what people give in here. I do that on purpose. I, 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 I don't want to look at say, oh, that person's really giving them a lot of money. I'm going to be really nice to them, okay? I don't want to get caught up in any kind of trap or anything like this. But here, here, here's what, I, what I'm saying. God says, when, when you trust me in this area, okay, I'm going to help you out. Tithing breaks the curse. I want you to try this. Here's the challenge, okay? For the rest of this year, okay, I want, to cons- I want you to consider, okay, to tithe. Okay, by the way, hear this real closely. Here's a trend that's going on in the church. People tithe as they go. When they go to church, okay, they tithe that week. But what is the Bible? Do I, do I, do I, do I, uh, do I tithe uh, when I'm not going to church? What, what do I do with that paycheck when, I, when, I, when I'm, uh, I'm not in church that week? I just want to ask you, for those who are not tithing on, uh, when you miss that, that day on Sunday, whatever, for whatever, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, here's my question to you. Do you want that paycheck blessed? Do you, do you, do you want to keep the 100% or, uh, and just say, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and just manage this money and do it my way? Or do you want to go ahead and tithe and, and bring it to the Lord? Here's my challenge. Okay, two things. Here it is. I guarantee, I promise you this, okay, that if you will tithe the rest of this year, number one, and as well as, as you will go ahead and, and, and get some wisdom in the area of finances. I'm surprised even people in older generations that need God's wisdom in the area of finances. If, if you will tithe and you will get some wisdom in the area of finance, I guarantee that you're going to make it. And if you don't make it, we will pay you back. Okay. Money back guarantee. I want to. I, I want to challenge you to test God, but I want you to give it. By the way, when you do it, God, I'm just going to do this, and I'm, no, I want you to do it and to give thanks to the Lord that He gave you that money. That's we bring that, we return that to the Lord. Okay. Tithing breaks the curse. Okay. Try for the rest of the year. I need three volunteers. I need three men here. Blank, could you could, Blank, could you stand here for, for just a moment? Uh, uh, our, Mr. Ed, could you stand here right here in the middle for me, please? And uh, 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 my brother right over here, could you, could you help me out? Could you come up front here? I need you guys all to stand here for just a moment. <clears throat> we're going to end on this, and then we're going to pray. Wonderful brothers in the Lord. Love you guys all. Uh, listen. I, 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 I'm going uh, I, I, to give you each $10,000, okay? And here's what I need you to do. Blaine, uh, this $10,000 uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the, the month, I need you to go ahead and I need you to take out that $10,000. I need you to take $1,000 and, and funnel $1,000 to my wife, June, Okay? Ed, I'm going to give you $10,000 as well, okay? And, uh, and I, what I need you to do is I need you to take 1000 of that, okay, and I want you to funnel it to my wife, June. And my brother, can you please, Pierre, 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 uh, 
I, I have a wonderful wife. I really love her. She's awesome, man. We've been married 29 years. And, uh, and I'm going to give you $10,000. But I need you to go ahead. Out of that $10,000, I want you to go ahead and give her $1,000, okay? So that, that, that's what I need you guys to do, okay? Now, here's what happens. Uh, so I go ahead, and, and, I, and I'm away from my wife for a while. You know, I'm, a, I'm in a distant land. I'm in a, in a place, and I, and I call my wife up, and, and, and I said, June, how's it going? Is, is everything going okay in your area of your finances? And she said, yeah, uh, yeah, Blaine, uh, he, man, he's been faithful every single month. Man, I'm getting 1000 bucks from him, and that's been really, really good. Okay, and uh, it's a uh, wow, that's great. And then, uh, and then Pierre, uh, he, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he's not giving me a, a thousand bucks. He's giving me three thousand bucks a month, and he's he only has to give uh, a, a thousand, but he's been giving me three thousand bucks. And I says, wow, I says, that's really cool. And then Ed, uh, well, Ed, Ed's a little bit of a different story. Um, Ed, uh, the first month he gave uh, he gave me only eight hundred bucks a month, and then the next month it was four hundred bucks a month, and then the last month I didn't get anything from him. And uh, and then and I go hmm that's it and I said really I gave him ten I just asked him to go ahead and give a thousand and now he's not giving anything now. Uh, I want to ask you a, a, a question. Does anybody ever heard of the bride of Christ? Okay, that the church is the bride of Christ. Okay, thank you guys. You can go ahead and have a seat here. Okay, now, my wife. Okay, uh, she's besides Jesus, the best thing that's happened to me. I care for her. I'd give my life for her. I would die in a second for her. And uh, and she's personal to me. And, and, and can I tell you something? Uh, Jesus loves the church. And it's personal to him. He's the bride. And I, I, and I just think about this concept of, 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 of saying, Lord... I love you. I love you, Lord. I trust you. I believe, God, you're my source. God, I, I know that you've called me to live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. And Lord, I want to do that. And I haven't been doing too well in that area, Lord. And, and God, I want to treat, Lord, your bride, Lord, with respect, with honor. I want to love it, Lord, like you love it. And so I want to say to my brothers and sisters here this morning, uh, for those who are tithing and those who find joy in that and and giving beyond your tithe and and giving offerings and blessing, okay, that's where the fun is. A couple weeks, we're going to be ending this message and we're going to be talking about how God multiplies uh, I'm so excited about it. Please don't miss that one two weeks from today. We're going to be ending this series on this. I, can I just tell you as your pastor, I want to see everyone. I want to see every teenager here that's got a babysitting job to work in. You have a minimum wage paying job or whatever. I want to encourage you to tithe. I want to encourage you to test the Lord in this. 
I, I mean, we, God has been faithful. I just, I didn't know Luke was just choosing the songs here. I was just, I, my niece sitting here this morning, how, how God has been so faithful to the rarics at, at all through the years at, at di- different income levels and, and, as a poor youth pastor. To, to, and, and we're blessed and we do well. But I want to tell you, it, wherever we've been at, college to whatever, God has been faithful. He has met every single one of our needs. In fact, he's done way beyond that. And I want to encourage everyone in here to go ahead to take the test. Test the Lord in this area. If you haven't, I want to encourage you. Maybe here's, here's, here's what God's saying to you. I want, you to, I want you to try me in this. So what has the Holy Spirit said to you this morning? God's spoken to people here. Some of you have been encouraged. You're, you're tied in here. And you said, man, uh, I just I want to give a testimony. I, I'd like to get up there with Rob and just say, hey, tithing works. It's, it's wonderful. And I, I, I'm so glad that I have the privilege to go ahead and worship God here in this area. So let's go ahead. Let's pray here this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. Never once have you left us alone. We thank you, Lord, that you are the pursuer of us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. And Lord, I know that you don't want to see anyone, God, living under curse, choosing curse, but choosing blessing instead. And I'm asking God in Jesus' name, if you're here this, this morning and you said, Pastor, uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me so clearly here this morning. I've been that person that you were talking about. And I don't want to be that person. I, I, I want to be a person of faith. I want to be a person of generosity. I want to love his bride. I want to love the church. I don't want to rob God anymore. I don't want to make any excuses. Just right now, just say, Lord, I'm sorry. This day, I choose to trust you in the area of my finances. So, Lord, I pray, God, today, blessing, Lord, upon my brothers, Lord. Thank you, God, for this word, God. Thank you, God, that you're blessing us, God, not just for ourselves, but there's a reason behind it. Lord, I'm so excited to get to that place. So, Lord, I pray your blessing, God, upon every one of my brothers and sisters as they, Lord, as those that are here, God, are have made that decision, Lord, they're stepping across the threshold to say, I'm trusting you in this area of my life. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in them, Lord. I thank you, Lord. So many lives have been changed, God, as they have trusted in you in this area of your life. God, I pray, Lord, for a great week. I pray, God, that you would use us, Lord, wherever we are at in our neighborhoods, at the workplace, in the restaurant. God, may we shine brightly for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Amen.